once I was over the fear of how to read the Bible, it did push me forward because all I was reading was the New Testament. But the New Testament points you to the Old Testament. So it was like, okay, girl, you're going to have to flip these books back in, dig into it of like, what was God telling his people from the beginning to where they should have recognized who Jesus was all along. And so with that, it was like, oh my goodness, look at that. They didn't recognize it. Didn't it say right here in Genesis? Wait. Didn't he talk about it in Deuteronomy? Wait. So it makes you go back and you want to read more because you just you just thirst for it. Hello again, and welcome back to Study with Friends. I'm Paige, and we're so glad you're here to join us for the conclusion of our series on Jesus's resurrection. As you followed along with Kathy and the ladies, we hope you have found profound truths that help encourage and strengthen your faith. If you've missed any part of the series or would like to go back and re-listen, you can find all the audio on our website, studywithfriends.org. We're also available to stream on platforms like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. And you can also feel like you're in the room with the ladies as you watch on YouTube. Whatever way you've decided to tune in, we're so glad you're here. Now, let's begin our study. So who can we trust? And he consistently comes back and lets us know that, he can, that we can trust him. And he comes back and he says, I'm here. I, I told you I was coming back and now you can touch me. Now I'm going to eat. And you, you can trust me that I said I am who I am. And I, I know I need that. And I don't love that I need that. I'm not one of those believers who has a childlike faith. Um, I wish that I was. I find myself much more cynical than not. And so I struggle a lot with, you know, even when I, I talked to you guys about the beginning, what are some of the differences? Some of those really get me. Like I got to figure out and I don't want to over answer them and go, well, maybe it was just, you know, I don't want to do that. I want to understand the text as it's written. I want to dig into it and understand what he's trying to tell me. Um, I wish I kind of had a childlike faith, but he still has grace for me. Even that he goes, okay, here it is in front of you. Now you can read it and now you can parcel through it and try and figure it out. So I appreciate even that he does that for the credit. <laughs> but there's beauty in that, right? right? Because you need, you know, if everybody had a child life faith, then it, it would be difficult to go and spread the word to people mm -hmm. who don't believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you need that, that wrestling moment so that when you go to other people that are just like, yeah, that's a bunch of malarkey. And you could just say, no, you know, I was with you. I get it. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying, but this has been my experience and this is what I see and this is how it matches up and makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, there, there's a method to the madness. There's a place for us. We all have our spots. We do. He goes, all right, I gifted you with this. I gifted you with that. And that's nice too. We're all different. All right, we're going to read this last, and it's only one verse. So Tanya, if you would read for us Mark 16, 15. Okay, <laughs> Mark 16, 15. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Okay, so what does he tell them to do? Preach the good news. And what does that look like for you guys? Well, I think it's uh, echoing what you just said. It's he gave each of us a different talent, right? Mm -hmm. So for some people who have a very um, outgoing personality mm -hmm. can go to people and be like, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. You know, uh, I was recently in Florida and, you know, when we were walking up and down uh, the strip, there was a man standing on the beach had his microphone and his little speaker, and he was reading scripture. Mm -hmm. 
and I was like, that's that's some serious evangelization <laughs> right there. Like I could never do that. I would not have a, you know a, enough confidence to be like, I'm just going to stand on this beach among all these heathens and tell them why they need Jesus. You know, that's not my gift. But you know, they're everybody's gifted with something different, and some people, you know are good at speaking, some people are good at modeling. I wanna know more about faith because I've seen your conversion mm -hmm. and I see it looks amazing, so tell me about it. Some people do it through, we're gonna say fruit <laughs> rather than works, um, but you know, oh, look at the, you know, Shay's always volunteering. She's yeah. always helping people when they're down. That's amazing. Why does she do that? Why, what makes her so different, you know? And that, I think that a lot of people get stuck with the fact that it's like, oh, you know, you've got to go and spread the word and talk about God. And people instantly think of, all right, I'm going to be like that Jehovah knocking on the door and giving out the pamphlets. You don't have to do that. You just have to be willing to be open to have that conversation, show the way God's love works through you, and then be open to have that conversation when people start to say, what's up with that? Is there fear there? Always. <laughs> it's not yeah. natural. Right? Yeah, it's not. It's tough. I wish it was natural. It's not natural. Mm -hmm. But even in your right, even in your gifting, it's not always easy or comfortable. There's always, I mean, for me, there's, there's always some type of fear there. So what about you guys? I find it easier to talk to strangers than people you know. Mm -hmm because people know you so well that it's like, oh my goodness, did I not show fruit of the spirit to them? And this is why they questioned me. But strangers, it just flows so naturally. So recently I had um, my godson, um, I took him out to dinner and he started asking me questions. And I was like, dear Lord, are you testing me, God? <laughs> and I was like, okay, the, the first ones were easy. And I was like, okay, so we need to go to the Bible for this one because my words will not do this topic justice. And so then it was like, he didn't have a Bible. And so it made the conversation flow easier of like, this is when you, you consult the word, you don't just flip through it, you start reading it for its entirety of a book and then it'll help you in those ways. And so I kind of surprised myself because that one was like, Oh my goodness, he's seen me at cookouts. He's seen me at a store when things have gone left. And so yeah. it's harder to talk about what Jesus wants you to do when this person has seen you maybe not at your best. Yep. And you have to admit like, okay, I was wrong. That's not what God tells me to do and how I'm supposed to act. Whether a stranger, like you just have a brief encounter where you drop that seed and then you hope and pray like it starts to flourish. And you may bump into them again and you may not. That's one of my biggest fears is, is looking and feeling like a hypocrite. Yeah. Um, because I am, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, it sounds trite and I don't mean it to sound that way, but I do bad stuff all the time. Like right. I try not to, I, I pray and I, I love the Lord and, but sin is in my life. Right. And um, my family knows it and my family knows who I was before. And so even sometimes now they're like, oh, you know, oh yeah, you and your God stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like as if uh, I'm putting on an air or I'm putting on a front or I'm trying to be something that like, I know what you used to do. Uh, so it is, I find it super hard yeah. to talk to people I know really, really well, um, people that have been in my life before. Um, so, yeah, but I don't talk to strangers well either. So, <laughs> it's great that you talk to strangers well. I think mean, I'm dropping that God tidbit on a stranger. Like, I'm like, I mean, just talk to strangers. You know, when you walk into a store, you say hello, you meet eye contact. I think it's always strange, like someone's looking at you and you're just like, and my sister's like, that's why you have those opportunities because you're out here just saying, hello, yeah. mm -hmm. how you doing? Mm -hmm. Nice to see you. What about you, Jay? <laughs> I think for me, it's I. I've been a stay-at-home mom for 20 years, so I'm and my youngest is now 15, so I'm at the tail end of that. But for me, it's been about raising my kids in the church and trying to 
teach them everything, but not doing it in a smothering. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to smother them with the gospel. I want them to make their faith their own, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the struggle of every parent is mm-hmm. let me, let me do this differently than it was done for me because I know better than my yeah. parents did, which is absolute nonsense. And it, <laughs> you know, but just wanting that for my kids, praying that they'll become believers and working through that, it, it, it's an enormous burden and gift to feel like their salvation's in my hands. Yeah. It's not in my hands, <laughs> right. to be clear. But as a parent, you feel that deeply. Like, yeah. did I, have I taught them everything that they need to know to go out into the world and to become disciples on their own? You do blogs too. So do you find yeah. that that's another evangelist, evangelistic opportunity for you? For sure. Um, I'm not good on the spot. I can certainly be friendly with strangers and mm. I enjoy chatting with strangers. I don't know that I'd get past, well, you have a blessed day and, yeah. mm-hmm. and think they heard me. They know I'm a Christian. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like, <laughs> or I'm wearing my cross. Thank yeah. You. yeah. yeah. Right. Not. So yeah, definitely writing. I, I'm not good on the spot. I yeah. feel like I'm definitely better if I can carefully craft a solid message that gets edited by my peers. <laughs> And that's fair. I feel safer, for sure. To ask, I'm going to stick with you, asking you this question. Do you feel like evangelism should look the same for everybody? Definitely not. Right. Well, as Jen said earlier, we all have different gifts, Mm -hmm. different talents. I'm not a gifted speaker. I think I do okay with writing. It's something I enjoy. It comes much more easily for me. I don't think there's anything wrong with, okay, here's how God gifted me. Let me use those gifts to perpetuate the gospel to other people. There's certainly many other times where he takes us out of our comfort zone and we are absolutely not prepared and you are relying on the spirit alone yeah. to get you through whatever that encounter may be. So I think it's we have to be open to both mm-hmm. for sure. And I agree with that. I When I first became a Christian, the pastor that I used to go to is extremely dynamic and amazing at evangelizing. Amazing. And I always wanted to evangelize just like him. And you say some of the things that he said and people are it like, doesn't fit. It doesn't. I do yeah. not talk to me anymore, right? <laughs> like the dirty looks you get. But there's just this charm and this gift that he has that is God given. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you have to find your own way because he calls all of us to do it. We can't shirk that duty. We can't say, well, that's not really for me. Mm-hmm. But what does it look like in your life? What is the way that Jen is the best at evangelizing, right? And I, I'm not asking you that. It's rhetorical. But what is the best way for you, right? You have to find your own way at it. And so even as we sit here and people are listening or watching, it doesn't all look the same. Right. Right? Like your personality is, again, super dynamic. Over the top. I do not want... I'm this person that's a stranger talking to me and I'm like... <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wait, don't make eye like contact me. with me. Like, yeah. can I get in this opposite direction? But if I know you, mm-hmm. I can talk to you all day long. Right. And I can talk to you about God and Jesus. Like, I can evangelize you till the cows come home but i i do feel like i have to be in some kind of relationship with you first i'm not as good with strangers or in that situation we we pass um in this one city we pass and and they're always on the streets with the microphones you know the megaphones shouting stuff out and my brain goes that's not effective but it but you don't know i don't know no idea and it's just because it's not my way and then I, so, so I have to reel it back in and just say, if that's not my way, but that doesn't mean it's not effective. God works with everybody all mm-hmm. the time. And so being more gracious with other people and then being gracious with yourself, not to not do it, but to do it in the way that suits you the best, mm-hmm. right? What's beautiful about God's word is, is you see it in all different ways, right? He, he very specifically gave Paul 
you know, a way to do things. He very specifically gave Peter a way to do things. He gave Barnabas a way to, you know, everyone mm -hmm. was different. They all had their own way. So when it comes to the the difficulty of either speaking to strangers mm -hmm. or even people that you're close to, right? It's because you're worried about judgment mm -hmm. because there's the immediate thought of, if they're gonna look at me and see that I'm a Christian and a Catholic or you know spiritual, religious, whatever words that they wanna use, mm -hmm. they're gonna think that you're, immediately they're gonna think you need to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the, um, the ignorance of not having faith is that you have to understand we're all broken. Yes. <laughs> and we're all gonna come from a place where we've all stumbled and done dumb things. And it's, it's about the getting back up, mm -hmm. right? Yes. We're all going to die. But if we believe, we're going to come back. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the difficulty. And I think that because people look at that and they expect perfection, and then they say, okay, no, you're a hypocrite because I don't see perfection. They also push back because it makes them take a look at themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it, it, and interestingly enough, and I know that you'll appreciate this because you like fitness as well, but I had somebody that was talking to me about, you know, the whole journey when it comes to eating. And it's like, when you go on a healthy diet or, you know, a program or a new lifestyle change, what happens immediately? The people that you hang out with, that you oh, eat with are like, oh no, 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 you need to eat <laughs> right. this. Like, mm -hmm. what's wrong with you? Yeah. Like, oh, how long is this going to last? Like they're mm -hmm. instantly throwing minds at you because if you do it and you do it well even if you haven't done it well in the past if you succeed then that makes them question well then why am i not doing that yeah. you know why am i still eating the cakes and yep. you know doing all it's like it's a condemnation the on them somehow it's a condemnation yeah. on them as if they're not doing the right thing because exactly you, and yeah. they don't want to look at that they don't want to see the mirror yeah. they just want to point the finger yeah. so that's where it's like it's difficult to to breach that conversation because you know it's not it's less about them judging you than them judging themselves and having to be able to cross that bridge and be like no it's okay like i'm not perfect you're not perfect Let's meet where we are and move forward. That's a fantastic yeah. analogy. That really, was, it's really good. That was very much my experience. I'm in recovery. Mm -hmm. And when I got sober 20 years ago, there were people who were like, well, maybe you can just drink, drink again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe just have one or maybe you can moderate or maybe someday, I'm sure you can drink again someday. And I, I would smile and nod. I knew I couldn't. I knew mm -hmm. that was not the right path for me. I knew what God had asked me to do and that was to stop drinking. But people feel silently mm -hmm. unspoken judgment mm -hmm. coming from me that I had no judgment for anybody at that right. point. I certainly didn't. I was definitely focused on myself, but people do feel that. And it's the same. It's this anytime you make an enormous life change and you become a different person, the people around you are going to struggle with that and how to navigate that. Mm -hmm. So, And this is another reason too, where I always think as a Christian, as a believer, right? Because we have Jesus to lean on. Our responsibility is so much greater, yep. right? Because we have to recognize even that, they feel judged. Mm -hmm. I still love you. I still want what's best for you. I still, right? Like, so our job just becomes bigger. And you keep going back to long suffering, Tanya. I keep coming back to that. <laughs> our job becomes bigger. And, it, and there is long suffering because mm -hmm. the expectation of us is higher. And I don't mean it because we're better, obviously. Right. I mean it because, like, Jesus asks us to give more. Right. He asks us, He expects more from us. And, and so, in giving, yes, they might not receive it. And yes, they might judge you for it or they might feel condemned for it. But Maybe that means we need to be more gentle 
or maybe that means that we need to be more firm or whatever it might be. It's our job and our responsibility to recognize it and, and sort of bring that out in the other person. So I think that there's a lot into our calling. Thanks, girls. All right. So we sort of hit on this, um, sort of finishing up in this resurrection. This is our last big hurrah, last big question. This is to fulfill God's promise. So he's told us all through scripture that he is going to die and he's going to return. Without the resurrection, the death didn't matter. Um, so what hope does this bring in you guys? Does this idea of fulfilled prophecy drive you to scripture? Once I was over the fear of how to read the Bible, it did push me forward because it made me want to, all I was reading was the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But the New Testament points you to the mm -hmm. Old Testament. So it was like, okay, girl, you're going to have to flip these books back mm -hmm. and dig into it of like, what was God telling his people from the beginning to where they should have recognized who Jesus was all along. And so with that, it was like, oh my goodness, look at that. They didn't recognize it. Didn't it say it right here in Genesis? <laughs> Wait, didn't he talk about it in Deuteronomy? Wait, David, <laughs> didn't he? So it makes you go back and you want to read more mm -hmm. because you just you just thirst for it. Mm -hmm. And then you want to go back to the New Testament to see how Jesus pulled it all together and how the disciples pulled it together. So it makes you just want to go back and forth mm -hmm. as you like just for me. And then you're like scrambling. Does it drive you to the future? The future is in my future. As in our future as a nation or as a as a world, because because our story's not over yet. Right. Right. Like he's coming back. So our right. story's not over. So do you think about that when you read it? You know, only because as a church, we read revelations and, you know, I shied away from revelations, which made me think like there is no fear when it comes with God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just the enemy trying to keep you away from what your whole mission is in serving God. Um so it just lets me know that I have to stay in with who God is and who God is telling me to, to be so that when he comes back, I'm ready to work with what he's going to do here. Anybody else? Nothing to follow no, up No, just that? echoing what she said, yeah. that it does, it gives you a hunger for, to be in the word, mm -hmm. to know it more. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been reading the Bible forever and there's still times where I'm texting you saying, who's yep. Joanna? Right, <laughs> right, and right. Because you're a, you're a chronological reader, right? You read the Bible once a year-ish? No, but I do have, like, I have a... Tim Challies posted this okay. years ago, mm -hmm. and it's, like, super Bible nerdy. Uh -huh. Check off each... I dig it. And color coded I really do. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> and I still do all the K. Arthur marking, mm -hmm. and I, do, I find that very... It helps me engage. But, yeah, I always, always want to be in the Word. I feel like I forget so quickly. Yeah. I just always want to be immersed. And even so, you saw Joanna and was like, what? Right. That's embarrassing. Like, right. which it shouldn't be. How do by I know? How do I not know her? Right. Why do I not? Why have I yeah. never noticed her? Obviously, I've read her name before. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not the only mention of her either. Yeah. Jen, what about Keeps you? you humble. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think it's important to be in the Word. I think it's you got to look at it like a, a user's manual. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it gives you the guidance of you know it, if you don't get too caught up, like you said, in the minutia, right? You don't want to be like parceling out it's like well in this one it said this and then this one that used a different word and you know you can get lost in all that but if you if you look at the overall message I think that and it it helps bring you back like that's the thing it's when you start to float away it's like oh let me take a look and see you know because anything and that's the, the amazing thing to me is that you know this book 
you know, was inspired. It's 2,000 years old. and That's just the New Testament. Right. And the, the rest of it is older, older. Than yeah, right. even older. And it's like, and you read it, and it's like the answers to modern day problems are right. in here. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. From everything, including, totally. you know, modify your diet, exercise, you know, <laughs> run that race. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like anything that you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is what it, what you need to do when it comes to marriage. This is what you need to do when it comes to speaking to your friends. Like it, it has all the answers, and it's just amazing that you know that it it carries through time. That the answers are simple and the same, and that it's you know, and that we haven't learned much <laughs> in all that time right. because we're still making the same mistakes. So it's good to go back and be like, okay. I know I'm doing this wrong. Oh, yeah. look, they did it wrong, too. Let's yeah. see how they work their way through it. So It's always funny to me because you and I t- talk all the time. And um, you always say simple. And I always laugh because I'm like, it's simple, but it's so complex. Mm-hmm. Because my brain can go, of course I do this. And yet, emotionally, I, I can't get there. I have so mm-hmm. much trouble getting there. And so even knowing that it is simple and God gives us guidelines and you know barriers and all kinds of things that are good for us. Uh, and yet... I still have trouble being where I need to be. And so this is why the foundation of it, right? Like I keep talking about setting our foundation and understanding who saved us and what he did, when he did it, how he did it. And like, I just love the amazingness of it. And so I just always, I always encourage people to go back to the word because he opened your eyes to different things in different times that you read it. The four gospels, four different people talking to four different people groups, right? So it's so even understanding that, that he's talking to, you know, certain people are talking to the Israelites, a certain author is talking to the Gentiles, a certain author is just laying it out chronologically. Like we have all these different pieces that we can put together that help our brain understand that what we believe is true and that he came back and he came back to save all of us and to bring us with him into eternity. And so... Does anyone have any closing notes for us on their hope in who Jesus is and what he did for us? All right. In that, I'm just going to close this out in prayer if everybody is good. Feel like you want to follow up with anything? All right. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Lord, Heavenly Father, you are so good to us. You uh, gave us your son. You give us your word. You give us time in prayer with you. Lord, let us cement our hearts to you so you can reveal things to us all the time that nothing is stagnant or old or uninteresting. Lord, it is all new and fresh each time we read it. Um, Lord, thank you for coming back. Thank you for saving us and for giving us the ability to be with you for eternity, that this is not the end for us, but that we will live forever in new glorious bodies um, and Lord, be able to worship you uh, and call you holy. Lord, I lift all these women up to you and I lift all this up in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Hi, it's Paige. Thanks again for joining us in our study today. We hope that you found some great truths to apply to your life and some encouragement as you walk with Jesus. We here at Study with Friends are modeled more like a small group and want to encourage you to continue your growth through the local church. If you don't have a church home, we encourage you to find one where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported ministry. And if we have blessed you, would you consider donating to us? 
Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We'd also love to stay connected. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can stream us on the go wherever you are with Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher. And now you can watch the ladies on YouTube. If all that's a bit too much for you, feel free to email us. You can find our email on our website, studywithfriends.org. We have plenty of other resources that are all free to you when you go there. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.